that would be kind of my number one recommendation to kind of anyone look at how refurbished slash pre-loved can play a part in your e-commerce business it's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond here's your host chloe thomas Hello and welcome. It's great to have you here. Thank you for hitting play and choosing to listen to one of our inspiring guests. Me and the team get so much joy when we see our listeners raving about us on social or in lists or blogs. So it's only fair to repay that by giving a lovely little shout out to the person who was kind enough to shout about us. So thank you to Laura Davies from the Kid Collective, who's actually a past guest, episode 433. So Laura put a lovely post on LinkedIn where she was sharing the top podcast she listens to, which is Us and Diary of a CEO. Impressive company. I'm happy to be listed along that one. And she was particularly sharing her takeaways from our recent Top Tips episode, where Emily from Genie Goals was sharing her 70-20-10 tip for how to spend your marketing budget to make sure you're doing testing. If you want to hear more on that, I'm not going to repeat it all here. Go back, listen to the Top Tips episode. But Laura Davies, thank you so much for saying nice things about us. And thank you so much for listening as well. In this episode, we are talking to the sales and marketing director of a business who have tripled in size in the last 12 months. They are a multi-million pound turnover. They are doing impressive things with a really streamlined team. So we'll be talking a bit about that. We will be, he will be sharing the three key pillars to how they've grown, 3x. There'll be stuff around TikTok. We'll be talking about circularity, customer education, different marketing channels. There's loads of good stuff in here. And I have to say, this guest top tips are particularly good. They went on quite a while because I kept asking follow-up questions. That's how good they are. So make sure you stick around to the end so you hear that and my own take on this episode. If your tech stack is becoming a bottleneck to growth, It's time to replatform, and you should check out Shopline. Shopline is the modern commerce platform that's disrupting Europe as one of Asia's leading e-commerce platforms. Whether your bottleneck is setting up more sales channels like social commerce or expanding to new markets globally, Shopline takes care of everything from store setups, checkouts and payments to logistics and more. With single-click migration and out-of-the-box tools, they're there to help. The best part about it, you don't need to pay until your site is live. Here in the UK, they power brands like In The Style and Everything £5. Whilst in Asia, they're the platform of choice for huge brands like Lego and Muji. If you want to scale, it's time to book your free trial or have a chat with one of the Shopline team. Find out what Shopline could do for you via ecmp.info forward slash shopline. That's ecmp.info forward slash s-h-o-p-l-i-n-e. Are you part of the free Chloe's e-commerce club? Why not? 
It's my free online club where the whole e-commerce master plan audience can come together. It's all about helping you improve your e-commerce business, solving your marketing challenges, getting advice from other retailers who are facing the same challenges as you right now. And yes, I will personally be hanging out in the club Monday to Friday to help you too, which makes it the only place where you can get my help one-on-one. It really is a club all about you and supporting your business. Come on and join me now. Just go to ecmp.info forward slash club. It's totally free to join. So come on, join me and hundreds of our listeners at ecmp.info forward slash club. And now to introduce our special guest. James Francis is the sales and marketing director at Mozillion, the mobile phone marketplace. In fact, the UK's first consumer to consumer marketplace for buying and selling pre-owned and refurbished mobile phones. Founded in 2021, they are already having a multi-million pound annual turnover and in the last 12 months have tripled in size. Yes, 3x in size. Hello, James. Hello. Thank you for having me. Great to have you here. How did you end up in e-commerce? So my journey into e-commerce started in the late 90s when I first kind of was aware of kind of online and online shopping kind of coming about. And a friend of mine and me, we launched an online student magazine, which was called Student Magazine. And he handled the kind of advertising and promotion of it. And I built the site and I, I taught myself to code with the HTML for Dummies book, which I bought, and Microsoft Notepad. That was my web development software <laughs> and built my first website in Notepad, published it, and away we went. And that was it. And that, that was kind of my foray in, into the world of online and kind of building websites and figuring out how, how this whole thing worked. But like, that, that book, HTML for Dummies, like taught me my first lot of kind of coding. But it was the marketing side of things I was kind of really interested in. But the coding bit obviously was the enabler to kind of make it happen. So we launched that site. We produced loads of content for it for university students, predominantly written content at the time, just, you know, articles, guides and reviews and all the kinds of things that students were interested in. My friend was in charge of selling the advertising space, which kind of paid the bills. So we sold sold banner space predominantly to cinemas and four-band companies and uh, cider companies and things like that. that. That was my kind of first, okay, this is an online business. This is cool, right? That eventually got sold and I went and worked in the television industry for a number of years, again, working kind of in, in advertising that, but always kind of kept one foot in kind of online. And what, it was an interest, right? I still had that kind of interest. Oh, yeah, this is a cool, this is a cool thing that's happening, like online shopping, that sort of stuff. So fast forward kind of five, six years and I joined, joined one of the UK mobile networks um, within their marketing team. And at the time, kind of everything sat in one sales channel. It was high street, telesales and this little emerging channel called like online digital sales whatever whatever it was called at the time and I knew that was the kind of direction I wanted to head in so kind of halfway through my time with the the network I wasn't with with them for 11 years I halfway through I moved into working solely on e-commerce I became one of the e-commerce sales managers there for for phones and that's where I really got under the skin of kind of e-commerce and kind of working with agencies all these different you know tech stacks and uh capabilities for kind of online and marketing and affiliates and paid search and all, all the things we kind of talk about all today. That's where I kind of really kind of cut my teeth in terms of understanding how that all stuff works. And, and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It's a bug that gets you, isn't it? And I just love the fact that some of our listeners are going, you wrote a website in Notepad. 
was that even a thing? It's like, yeah, guys, that was a thing. That was a very common thing. <laughs> yeah. And, and we were on pay-as-you-go internet as well. So I'd save the file, connect to the internet, publish it, checked it looked okay, and then quickly disconnect because otherwise I was racking up an internet bill. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, it's live. It's okay. On, on to the next thing, on to the next thing. So, so it had to be written offline. It's like, yeah, guys, before even Dreamweaver, we're talking that long ago, and some of, some of you are now going, what's Dreamweaver? Don't bother looking it up. Not necessary. Um, <laughs> we now have much better tools. But, okay, so Mazillion, James, I'm guessing you didn't code that one on a notepad, but it is a marketplace. So is Mazillion on a, on a bespoke tech stack? So, yeah, with, with, with Laravel, and I don't get involved now in any of the coding side. We've got an awesome CTO who knows way more than me about that side of things. So he, he and his team have kind of built, built the functionality of the site. It's what we call version one of the site. Um, we're in the middle of building version two, which will launch in April this year. Version one includes all the little bits and pieces that we've bolted on kind of over the last 18 months, especially us sales guys going, oh, can we do this? Can we do that? Now we're having a nice big code cleanup, getting ready for version two, which will which will launch in April. Very nice. But my, my focus now is really the sales and marketing side of the business as opposed to kind of the technical coding side. Which... And so let's let's risk getting into semantics for a minute. You are a entirely e-commerce based business but yet your title is sales and marketing is that because in the mobile phone industry there's just such that habit of the people in the phone shop doing you know as salesmen etc or is there another reason why it's a sales and marketing rather than e-commerce or a marketing or a, or am i just looking too deeply at this and should get over it for us i mean you know on one hand we're a relatively small team i covered sales and marketing in in, in my last role as well and and part of it was Yes, it all happens online. It doesn't mean we ignore those other channels and those kind of offline channels as well, you know, because they're, they're all, it's all kind of converging, as we know, and the lines are blurring. But it's very much sales marketing. It happens to be online. At the moment, you know, never say never to kind of changing this, but at the moment we kind of keep the two hand in hand because they work so closely. I'm a big fan of kind of sales and marketing kind of working directly together rather than being two separate channels, especially just the way... The way things are sold now and the way things are marketed now, like you can, you know, there's so much crossover. I find very few future of e-commerce or e-commerce strategy type conversations I have at the moment, very few of them do not include the double negative and confusing everybody there, but very few of them do not include the phrase reducing silos and getting your teams to actually talk to each other because it's, as all those lines come blurred, it'd be, we'd be mad not to be doing that. So you mentioned you've got quite a small team. How, what, what does the team look like? How many of you are and, and what, if anything, are you outsourcing? We have five employees. And then we have some contractors and freelancers that kind of dip in to help us on, you know, from everything from, from video, coding, a bit of PR, copywriting and stuff like that. But the core, core team there is, is there's five of us. And within those five, we're covering the sales and marketing, the social side of things, paid media, customer services, and then the actual operation itself, the nuts and bolts of Mozillion in terms of uh, uh, logistics and kind of shipping and testing devices and things like that which all goes on in uh, just outside Brighton. Got you. So it's five in the sales and marketing department. Within our business. Really? Yeah. Wow. That is properly streamlined. Yeah. It's efficient. It has to be. And that's why, you know, we lean on some brilliant contractors and freelancers as well to kind of support us. You know, we couldn't do it all entirely on our own. But we're trying to keep as much in-house as possible because in the grand scheme of things, we're a relatively new brand, right? And 
I don't want to be outsourcing social, for example, at this stage. Like I, we want to be engaging with our customers. We're still kind of finding our voice. Right? We, you know, we're, we're still in our infancy, really, um, even though we are where we are in terms of uh, kind of volume and revenue. But you know, we're still talking to customers. We're still changing things. And so I'm trying to, at the moment, just try and keep as much as possible in-house, bring in extra resource when we need to, to kind of help us get stuff done, but very much leading from the in, inside with the team. So what I find fascinating about the way, or, the, or the, I guess the responsibilities of those five team members, is I make it that four of you, sales and marketing, social, paid media and customer services, are essentially on sales or marketing or growth driving. And then you've got one person on ops, which is quite the mix, especially as we were, something which we, we're obviously going to get into in this episode, but which you were mentioning to me earlier, is one of the big USPs of what Mozillian is doing is every phone is checked by you guys. So it's not like ops is someone who's thinking, oh, it's a marketplace, so it must be like eBay, and they've got no ops going on. You know, They're not receiving any parcels. Every single phone comes into you, gets audited and checked, and then goes out. So the ops side is quite big, and I'm assuming those checks aren't being done by the five of you. No, well, that, that's where we have like contractors in place to kind of deal with that volume and with, with the operation. So we've got kind of got one, one guy there he- heading it up, kind of making sure kind of everything's done and our processes are followed. And then we can bring in people as we need to, to actually cope with the actual packages, right? That, that are coming in and make sure we're getting those out the door. But when it, when it's needed, it's all hands on deck, right? So we had a really busy, where are we today? Thursday, Tuesday, really busy Tuesday. I was in the office, packing orders, testing stuff, getting out the door, making sure that we made, reached our cutoff for that particular batch of orders so it's early days and everyone gets involved wherever they need to to just make sure it happens and you know we know i know it's an easy thing to say like customer service is our number one priority but like, it's so important to us at the moment that we that customers are, are happy with the service we're delivering because it's something relatively new within our industry that we're putting out and we're also dealing with a category that's in its infancy like refurbished and pre-phone phones and it's a hot topic at the moment but in the grand scheme of things, in terms of the amount of devices sold you know, globally, refurbished is this small little emerging segment that people aren't too sure about yet. You know, some people get it, obviously, but there's lots of people going, oh, I wouldn't buy a refurbished phone or should I buy a refurbished phone? Should I buy a pre-owned phone? Delivering that level of service to our end users, our customers, is just number one priority. Well, we do in the UK seem to still be quite addicted to the... 30 45 pound a month subscription for our mobile phone connection that happens to come with a shiny object every 12 months 24 months and i still find it slightly mad how many of us and i say i'm not included in that list anymore but i i did it for way too long especially with my work phone when you could just reduce those costs and buy refurbished instead it's a big shift happening isn't it it's a big consumer movement yeah, it's huge. And I think there's a long way to go in terms of just consumer awareness. Some people, you know, don't they realize you can buy a phone without a contract, right? Without a network contract that you can just pay cash up front or, and then, yeah, the fact that you can buy refurbished or pre-owned is kind of the other bit, but that's where the kind of trust side comes in and people want some kind of, you know, the barrier at the moment, it's not price, right? Because obviously a lot of the time it's cheaper than buying new it's not the sustainability bit, ticks that box. It's, you know, it's lovely buying a refurbished phone rather than a new product needing to be manufactured, but it's that trust and quality bit that we're trying to tackle 
you know, with, with Mozillion in particular. So the fact that kind of reassuring the consumer that, yes, you've bought a secondhand device, just like you could from a number of other marketplaces and retailers, but we're going to test that device for you. We're going to check that device before it comes to you. And we're going to give it a warranty. Like we give every device sold on the platform a two-year warranty. And then the consumer is like, ah, okay, so yeah, we've ticked the price box. We've ticked the sustainability box. And now I trust the product as well. It's a bit, that's the message we're kind of trying to, trying to get out there and kind of edu- educate the market on. So there's a, there's a lot of work goes into persuading the customer to buy. I'm guessing there's a fair amount of work goes into sourcing the product because it's not like, I assume it's not like you can go go to someone and go, I'd like 100 iPhone 11s, please. <laughs> you've, you've got to do a kind of a recruitment process on that side as well. So which, which one's the more challenging between the two, finding the stock or selling the stock? Probably finding the stock and finding the sellers. So we, we're a peer-to-peer marketplace. And so we're we're out there saying, hey, sell your phone on Mozillion. Uh, and this, this is to people that perhaps currently sell their phone privately on, an, on another marketplace, Facebook marketplace being a good example, or perhaps they trade their phone in, right? That's the other the other model. I trade my phone in with the network or, or a retailer to get some money off a, off a new device. So we're kind of going out to those two segments and saying, there's another way, right? You can sell your phone privately and get all the benefits of that, which is essentially more money, right? <laughs> more, more money in your pocket for your device versus trading in. And you can do it with none of the hassle that you potentially would get of selling your phone privately. So we're out there kind of, and, and a lot of it is people are then like, so what are you? Are you a marketplace or are you a trading site or are you a retailer? And it's really hard to, I mean, we know the answer, but in terms of trying to kind of educate the market on kind of what we are and what we're doing, we're a marketplace with a difference. That's the, that's the thing I say. And it's kind of, what's the difference? Well, we, we check every device and we make sure you get paid. And that's where kind of word of mouth really starts playing a big role for us, especially with sellers. Like we've had our that seller uplift for January has just been phenomenal. And that's driven off word of mouth and the reviews like, you know, I love reading, I like customer reviews, good and bad, because it's just, you know, it's all good feedback. But seeing sellers get it, like there's a noticeable increase in the number of reviews we're now getting from sellers going, I sold my phone. It was so easy. I got a hundred pound more than I would versus trading. You know, all the things we say in our own advertising, we're like, wow, do you want to work for us? Well, that's it. You've, you've got it. You've totally got it. Go and tell some more people. And it's kind of baby steps, you know, another review, another review, another endorsement. And, and slowly but surely kind of word gets out there is in the, okay, yeah, this is a, this is a viable place to sell my device. And then it's forefront of mind for the next time. What are the other benefits of some of the more, product-focused marketplaces, I'm thinking of the likes of Vinted as well, is your seller is also your buyer. You know, you convince someone it's a great selling experience, they're more likely to come and buy. Convince convince someone it's a great buying experience, they're more likely to sell that phone when they want to change or when they need a new one or when they're friends. So you're, it's kind of the same audience but two different messages, whereas a, in the world of eBay or Amazon, the sellers and the buyers tend to be very different groups of people which must make it a little bit easier yeah and I, and I love it as well because I'm like if we look at kind of conversion rates and things like that I'm always like we can double it we can double it we can double it because yeah to your point every buyer is a seller every seller is a buyer they should you know they should be doing at least two transactions on that site every time every single time like, and and uh, and you know even if they don't happen within the same day but within one month two months three months later the, the second transaction should definitely be happening otherwise what's happened right you know, they've bought a new phone. What did they do with that old one? 
Did it end up in a draw? Did they go and trade it in? You know, is it just sitting around kind of going to waste? All these things, well, we strive to kind of find out, but it's kind of, yeah, every customer should be making minimum of kind of two transactions initially with us. So, James, before another thing we mentioned before we hit the record on this is that you are doing an awful lot with TikTok Shop, which is obviously TikTok's marketplace. You're a marketplace selling on a marketplace. Tell us a bit about that. Yes, yeah, so that, that's interesting. So we're obviously on TikTok purely from a kind of social point of view and um, you know playing, playing around with videos. Then kind of TikTok Shop came along. And we ignored it for a little bit because we were like, hey, to your point, it's another marketplace, it's another shop, like we're trying to build Mazillion and Mazillion.com. But as we kind of thought about it, it lent itself so well to the product we were selling in that people are buying a pre-owned device. They would love to see what it looks, exactly what it looks like, you know, up close. And video is just the best medium for that, you know, outside of having a physical location. Video is just the, the best medium for that as well as kind of educating people on this kind of weird mystery of all these different gradings that also exist within refurbished mobile phones. You, you, you'll hear like grade A, this is a grade B, this is a good as new, this is, this is a very good condition phone. And all these, this terminology gets bandied around that confuses the hell out of people within the industry as well. We were like, we can show this to customers. And so we started just running some tests on TikTok shop. Then when they launched their refurbished electronics category, so they said, right, we're actually going to kind of go all in on on refurbished electronics. We had a chat directly with them and became one of their first approved partners for selling refurbished electronics, in our case, mobile phones. And so we've just been playing around with it in terms of does it work? Is it it a channel people want to buy through? But it's it's been phenomenal. And I think, yes, we drive sales through TikTok shop off the back of that. But I'll also take the other, the extra awareness that it's giving for Mazillion as a brand and our products and, and, and showcase that's, you know, no doubt supporting Mazillion.com as well and, and the site. And so the two work very well together. And I, I don't think, again, never say never, but I don't think this suddenly means we venture into any other marketplaces or, or channels. But TikTok Shop in particular just kind of lends itself really well to the product that we're selling and, and kind of building awareness of, of, of refurbished products. And it's just such a kind of blue ocean opportunity at the moment as well. They are, they're so eager to help people get on the platform in all kinds of ways. And there's, like you say, if you're one of the first authorised refurbished sellers, why wouldn't you want to be on there and take everything you can whilst it's at that stage? Yes, no, absolutely. And it is, and it's just, it's an interesting experiment. It's just an interesting experiment to kind of see you know, how, how consumers respond. And, and it is, it's, and it's early days for TikTok shop, really. I think they're still kind of figuring it out and uh, it's kind of nice to be along for the ride with them. But yeah, they're very supportive. It's a, you know, it, it's a good channel, but I think like everything I look at when, when it comes to kind of e-commerce and sales, yeah, everything in balance, right? There's, there's, there's the right mix. I'll never lean all the way into one particular channel, regardless of how well it's doing, because it's just too high risk. Right? <laughs> so I, li- I like a nice balance of kind of uh, of everything that we do. And I've kind of always worked that way. So, you know, you've obviously had three X growth in the last 12 months. You just said about how, you know, you've got to keep that risk spread across those different channels. What do you think has been key to achieving that growth? Has it been a particular, probably not a particular channel based on what you were just saying? Has it been the customer feedback and reviews? Has it been educating customers about the way you do it? Has it been really bottom of funnel sales driving activity? What, what do you think has been responsible for that amazing growth story you've had over the last 12 months? 
you know, the easy answer is that it is a mix <laughs> of everything. But like to, to pull out a couple of highlights, our CTO has worked brilliantly on the SEO side of Mazillion. And so organic traffic kind of coming out of Google has, has been phenomenal for these kind of hot topic categories like refurbished iPhone, buying a refurbished iPhone, et cetera, et cetera. So I think we've got a nice, stable, organic kind of base, as it were, um, which in turn is kind of driving direct, direct traffic and kind of brand awareness. And then we play on Google ads, we play on Facebook ads, but we're not over-reliant on them. You know, they're, again, they're great for awareness. But yeah, our organic base has been great. Affiliate channel has been fantastic for us again word of mouth uh, and seeing those reviews come in and kind of people getting it that's really helping and i think when you see you know reviews on Trustpilot, it's it's so difficult because obviously other other customers can't you don't see them respond and like reviews and stuff like that Trustpilot's just a static feed of reviews but seeing that kind of come through the kind of ad hoc um anecdotal feedback we kind of get back from customers saying oh yeah i've read the reviews I wasn't sure about it, but then I read the reviews. You're like, okay, well, we're doing something right there as well around kind of customer feedback. So, yeah, SEO, affiliates, and kind of word of mouth. E-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. If your tech stack is becoming a bottleneck to growth, it's time to replatform. And you should check out Shopline. Shopline is the modern commerce platform that's disrupting Europe as one of Asia's leading e-commerce platforms. Whether your bottleneck is setting up more sales channels like social commerce or expanding to new markets globally, Shopline takes care of everything from store setups, checkouts and payments to logistics and more. With single click migration and out of the box tools, they're there to help. The best part about it, you don't need to pay until your site is live. Here in the UK, they power brands like In The Style and Everything £5. Whilst in Asia, they're the platform of choice for huge brands like Lego and Muji. If you want to scale, it's time to book your free trial or have a chat with one of the Shopline team. Find out what Shopline could do for you via ecmp.info forward slash shopline. That's ecmp.info forward slash s-h-o-p-l-i-n-e. Are you part of the free Chloe's e-commerce club? Why not? It's my free online club where the whole e-commerce master plan audience can come together. It's all about helping you improve your e-commerce business, solving your marketing challenges, getting advice from other retailers who are facing the same challenges as you right now. And yes, I will personally be hanging out in the club Monday to Friday to help you too, which makes it the only place where you can get my help one-on-one. It really is a club all about you and supporting your business. Come on and join me now. Just go to ecmp.info forward slash club. It's totally free to join. So come on, join me and hundreds of our listeners at ecmp.info forward slash club. It's time for the top tips round. I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. James, are you ready for the top tips? Yes, I am. Okay, the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? Okay, so I've got a recommendation. I was going to say How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie, right? That, that is hands down my favourite business-related book 
It's the one I've read more than any. It's the one I recommend more than any. And I did hear it mentioned on one of the episodes of your podcast recently. So I'll park that one. But yeah, shout out to that one, definitely. But I am going to recommend 4,000 Weeks by Oliver Berkman. The subtitle probably uh, sums it up. Time Management for Mortals. Right? So 4,000 Weeks, Time Management for Mortals. And it's an awesome time management productivity book that just the essence of it is that you can't do everything right and i'm a i'm a person that likes to be busy i like to say yes to absolutely everything you know we'll figure out we'll find a way i'll jump on every opportunity but it's a book that's kind of reined me in in terms of kind of narrowing down really what are those big priorities those big important needle movers in work but also day-to-day life as well so that's my recommendation awesome book you can read it in a day oh, perfect then Four thousand weeks we should all have to go and check that one out uh, <laughs> i'm having it waved at me across the video stream <laughs> <laughs> love it pretty cover too okay traffic top tip which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves i'm a massive affiliate channel fan and advocate and have been for many, many years, having kind of worked on, on both sides of it. But I just think for any business, at its core, it's all about relationships and partnerships, which is what any business wants. And the fact that it allows you, one, it's very, very easy to kind of get up and running with like an affiliate program. And I'm talking about whether you're working with one of the big affiliate agencies or having your own customer referral program or do, you know, doing something direct with other brands. Affiliate partnerships, affiliate channel is my uh, number one traffic driving business growth tip for, for, for online. I'm such a fan of it. The fact that it lets you tap into kind of other communities that are potentially interested in your product and then endorsement from said affiliate. I just think it's it's magic. It's brilliant. And uh, no, I'm a hu- huge, huge fan of it. Me too. I'm tipping it to be the performance channel of 2024, the performance marketing channel of 2024. I think it's going to take over from Google and Facebook ads this year. Really? I love to hear that. It might be more hope than uh, than reality, but I really do. We did a, we did a fascinating series about it on, on my other podcast, Keep Optimising, at the beginning of the year. And it's um, there's so much potential there at the moment. So much potential. So I love the fact you've, you've uh, brought that one up. The way the kind of lines of uh, are not blurring, but kind of, you know, affiliates and influencers and that. And it's kind of all coming together, which but at the end of the day, it's just all about partnerships and business partnerships and relationships. That's what I love about it. And you see the fact that you're seeing like some retailers become affiliates and affiliates become like kind of retailers. And it's uh, it's just it's a fascinating channel. And um, yeah, got a lot of love and time for it. And the whole PR editorial content overlap, which I hadn't realised it got as far as it had until I was interviewing someone for the other podcast about it. But but that many journalists are now targeted with getting affiliate links into their articles. So it's a PR strategy. It's mad. Absolutely. And it plays a huge role in kind of what we do with, with Mozillion and kind of where we've been featured in some kind of in, in, in the national press kind of multiple times. You know, some, a, lot, a lot of that has come through the affiliate channel. Yeah, there you go, guys. Time to swat up on affiliates. I'll tell you where to do that a bit later on. Uh, okay, the tool top tip. Maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? I'm a little bit of a productivity app 
addict in that I've tried pretty much and I will try pretty much all of them just at least once just because I find it I find it interesting oh, would this work for me would this work for me and so I have tried countless I've lost yeah lost count of the amount of kind of to-do list productivity apps that I use but the one I keep going back to and it's on my phone now and used more than any is Microsoft to do I love it. Like it's 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 so simple. Like so simple. It's uh, you know at its heart, it's a it's a to do list app. But it sits on my phone. It's got a little my day button. You hit that. You make sure it's populated with your most critical tasks because you know we've all got to do lists that are hundreds of items long. But it lets you kind of narrow down right. What's my focus for today? And crack on with that. The rest of the stuff can all be captured, and so nothing goes missing or anything like that. I can add to it even when I'm driving through Siri. So kind of nothing gets forgotten, but then I get to narrow it all down to kind of my day. So yeah, Microsoft to do is like hands down the best. Wow, the Microsoft Renaissance continues. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> cool, love that. Love that it's a phone app as well. Properly on brand there, James. Okay, carbon top tip. What's your favorite way to reduce the carbon footprint of an e-commerce business? So I think given where we are with Mozillian, it would be odd of me not to suggest refurbished products and pre-loved products you know obviously that is our bread and butter at the moment for 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 mazillion but it's kind of opened my eyes to the whole refurbished you know more more than ever before the whole kind of refurbished pre-loved second-hand market and and um with all within all these different industries in terms of including fashion and other kind of technology categories but that would be kind of my number one recommendation to kind of anyone look at how refurbished slash pre-loved can play a part in your e-commerce business and that might be from something as simple as selling kind of secondhand refurbished products or at least making sure the consumer has got a route to kind of that product they bought from you what they're doing with it at the end of its life and, and how can you help with that like what better retention tool when, when you put your kind of commercial hat on is there than, than that kind of helping customers kind of make sure that the products that you sell them don't go to waste at the end of their life. Yeah, there are so so many people working on making that easy for e-commerce businesses to do now. There's an amazing app called Turn Eco T E R N that does it. Actually, not just for fashion, in lots of places that that kind of incentivizes the return of items to then create your own secondhand store. And it's it's like you were saying earlier about you get the opportunity to convert every customer twice, once as a buyer, once as a seller. Such a brilliant way to you know, get involved with the customers and then. There has we have to be heading towards a place might be five years might be 10 years might be 20 years away but we're heading towards a place where all businesses are going to be made responsible for the end life of their product i think it happens in electronics already doesn't it james but we must be heading for that across the board in the near future yes yeah totally and and, and then the bit around kind of you know yes there's law and legislation that kind of comes into place for these companies but then educating the consumers and that that this stuff exists and that there are these places where you know yes you can sell but at the very least recycle these products so they don't just sit around or go to waste or you know down to landfill or whatever it has to become part of every every business yeah love that answer thank you so much james before we say goodbye could you let listeners know especially those in the uk where to find you and mazillion so they can start uh, reducing the carbon footprint of their own mobile phone technology absolutely so our website is mazillion.com so that's m-o-z-i-l-l 
I-O-N, so mazillion.com. So that's that's where we are most. Um, but you'll also find mazillion.com on TikTok. So we're at mazillion.com uh, on TikTok. We're Mazillion on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel where we're doing some kind of educational pieces around refurbished phones and, and uh, pre-loved devices. So find us on YouTube and then Instagram as well. We're Mazillion on Instagram. So come and have a look at us there. Brilliant. Thank you, James. And thanks so much for coming on the podcast and sharing so much insight with you. It's with us even. It's been brilliant chatting to you. So thanks for being here. Oh, no worries at all. Thank you for having me. Really fascinating there, learning the ins and outs of what it's taken for Mazillion to treble in size in the last 12 months and hit those multi-million pound numbers. Fascinating case study and really interesting to see how they're both working on educating the customer and driving the sales at the same time, which is often such a difficult thing to to succeed in doing both of. Uh, he was talking about TikTok shop. We had an episode a few weeks back where we shared a whole panel discussion about TikTok shop and TikTok and what's working on there at the moment. So if you want to have, if you want to dive into that and understand a bit more about the platform, please do scroll back up the feed and have a listen to that one. And um, affiliates, I mentioned when we were in that top tip section, but on our sister podcast, Keep Optimizing, in January, we did five whole episodes about what it takes to succeed with affiliates right now. And if you were getting excited by what James was just saying about affiliates, then definitely go and check that out. Loads of bits to take away from that. I thought the stacking of the marketing methods, so they're doing a lot of SEO, they're doing a lot of affiliates, and they're big on word of mouth and generating those reviews. The fact that four out of five of the team despite the fact they verify every product their focus is on driving sales and looking after the customers really fascinating business i will be watching how mazillion's story evolves quite closely i think really i found that really really fascinating chatting to james so if you want to get our notes on this show including the top tips and links to what we mentioned then go to the website that's ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast or use our special short links that will take you straight to the correct page that's ecmp.info forward slash the number of this episode put that into the url bar and you'll go straight to the correct episode page when you get to the website you can also add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the other things i share to help you improve your business like our TikTok content and our affiliate marketing content that's been happening recently. If you liked this episode, then why not check out the episode we did back in December, number 469 with G2A's founder, which is a different type of marketplace, equally focused on happy customers and verification and those kind of good things. And thank you so much for tuning in to this episode and every episode that you do of the e-commerce master plan podcast. I bring you a new interview every week because I want to inspire and help e-commerce business owners like you to succeed and thrive with your business businesses, including progressing along the path to net zero. So if you know someone this show can help, please tell them to listen to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Hope you have a great week and don't forget to keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast. If your tech stack is becoming a bottleneck to growth, it's time to replatform, and you should check out Shopline. 
Shopline is the modern commerce platform that's disrupting Europe as one of Asia's leading e-commerce platforms. Whether your bottleneck is setting up more sales channels like social commerce or expanding to new markets globally, Shopline takes care of everything from store setups, checkouts and payments to logistics and more. With single click migration and out of the box tools, they're there to help. The best part about it, you don't need to pay until your site is live. Here in the UK, they power brands like In The Style and Everything £5. Whilst in Asia, they're the platform of choice for huge brands like Lego and Muji. If you want to scale, it's time to book your free trial or have a chat with one of the Shopline team. Find out what Shopline could do for you via ecmp.info forward slash shopline. That's ecmp.info forward slash s-h-o-p-l-i-n-e.